6: Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply.
2: Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Cut to the Race podcast. Today, we are going into the motorsport time machine. We've asked an incredible question to some incredible people, but here's a selection of our favorite. Hi,
5: I'm Louise Goodman, and you're listening to the fantastic to the race podcast hello my name is John Milander
6: and you're listening to the Formula Nerds podcast hi
1: I'm Rosanna Tennant and you are listening to the incredible Cut to the Race podcast hi I'm Jordan
2: King and you're listening to the
4: Formula Nerds podcast hi I'm Rocky. you're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast it's lights out and away we go
2: Every guest that we've had on this show, we've asked them the same question. If you could get into the Formula Nerds time machine, where would you go in motorsport history? Kicking things off, we've got Bert Mylander, the FIA Formula 1 safety car driver.
0: Basically, I'm going to offer you the chance to choose to go anywhere in history to go into any motorsport at any time. So for example, this week I'm feeling a little bit spicy, so I want to go to Le Mans 66 and drive the Ford GT40 alongside Ken Miles. If you could go anywhere at any time and drive anything, where would you go and why?
6: Oh, that's a, that's a very special question because I'm, I'm more a touring car and sports car guy. Um, I, I, I would say I would go Back one one more time to the Nurburgring in two thousand at uh, Nordschleife for the twenty four hour race and drive with the same teammates uh, again the same race because this was twenty four hours um, to have uh, always a good good, good feeling so uh, because this was phenomenal I have to say what what they what the whole team what we put together and uh, we, we knew if we don't crash or if we have also, for sure, you always need luck. But a long-distance race—it's something very special for me, um, because the preparation for such a race—it's—it's it's like for a whole season. And uh, if you really put everything together, it's a—it's a great job from from the team, from the drivers, and uh, also that's not the best part is afterwards, after the race. So it's a big. big if you win a twenty-four-hour race and. You can still—you are not falling asleep in the evening on Sunday night. Uh, I tell you to celebrate such a victory um, with a team. That's 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 fantastic. That's even—I would say better than if you win a race in Formula One. We had some parties in the past on Sunday night, but uh, usually uh, because if you have twenty races or even more, in a uh, twenty-four-hour race, you, you do this once per year at the same place, and that's that's something very, very special,
2: yeah. One of our favourite answers had to be from the lovely Louise Goodman. This was an answer like no other.
5: (laughs) I would go back to the 70s, because that's the era that I first remember, I'm dating myself here, aren't I? But, you know, uh, what first sparked my interest in, in motorsport was the likes of James Hunt. Who was just and Barry Sheen? You know, they were both around at the same time. They were massive characters, totally on PC when you look at the stuff they got up to. You know, and, and judge it based on um, how we think about these things now. But it was, you know, and, and and James was a. I mean, obviously, I got to got to meet him later on when I was actually working in the paddock. But he was just this sexy, fun bloke who turned up on the Morecambe and Wise show and other programmes that you guys will never have heard of because you're far too young. You know, he was he was all across the television then. So, um, yeah, and he just had that floppy-haired, barefoot, you know chain smoking naughtiness about him that even as a young kid I thought well, oh, I like the look of that <laughs> there's more about me than it does about him really doesn't it but yeah no so you know that that that's my kind of standout era that's when I first remember watching cars racing at Monaco and that kind of thing so, so that's probably and all the naughtiness that went on then I mean you know it's there's there's still naughtiness that goes on now in, but it's you can't be as naughty as even was I was, you know, when I was first working in in Formula 1 you know, it was de rigueur to do two laps of the circuit in the hire car on the way back to the airport on a Sunday night, you know, health and safety there's no way you could get away with that kind of shit now, And, and memories of parties and you know, racing drivers so drunk they were falling backwards out of windows, and and again that, uh, you know, I'm sure racing drivers get drunk, but not in that public domain anymore because everybody's got a everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a camera, you know, so everybody has to be so so careful these days. They don't have the time as well like we used to because it is a 24-hour. Uh, you know, day to age that we live in, whether you're working on the technical side of the sport or on the media side of the sport, people are at it 24 hours a day. So, um, listen, I, I'm sure there are still people having fun in the paddock. I just don't think they have much, much fun as I did in my early days of Formula One. And, and we didn't probably have as much fun as there was going on back in the 70s. So that's what I'd like to go back to.
2: When we caught up with Sky F1 commentator David Croft, Crofty, I didn't know where he was going to go with this particular question, but he gave an answer that was just
0: fabulous. Where would you go, and why? And you don't necessarily have to drive. You could be commentating. You could meet someone. You could be in a factory. You could do whatever you want within motorsport.
4: Lie me. Uh, we got him. That is a, a magnificent question. You're welcome. No, I don't thank you for it, but it is a magnificent <laughs> question. Um, no, I do. Uh, where would I want to go? <sighs> I'd love to go back to to 1950, um, May the 13th, 1950. I'd love to have been... I'd love to watch the first ever Formula One World Championship Grand Prix. an answer. Knowing, knowing what came after that and knowing that you were watching history in the making because the people that were there albeit the full house you know and 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 the king would have would have known very much that it was a prestigious occasion but who would have thought that what started there that day would have gone on to you know encompass over a thousand races and produce some of the greatest moments in sporting history um, I, I think I would have liked to have been there that day to, to, to see it all start. Um, but yeah, because there are too many great moments, there are too many great moments to just say yeah, I want to be I, I want to be there where Hill and Schumacher uh, had their, their crash when Mansell's Tyre uh, had its uh, blowout. I, I would love to have been there to see Jim Clark uh, drive you know, and race in the day. I would love to watch Jackie Stewart um, in in full flight. I'd I'd love to... Part of me would love to have gone back and witnessed the day that John Watson went from 22nd on the grid uh, to to win a Formula 1 race. Um, Because if it's half as good as the way Watty tells me it is, it would have just been the most magnificent drive ever. But I just, I don't know, I, I can't narrow it down to one driver to one moment other than I'd love to have seen how how it all started. And and you imagine the hairs that would be standing up on the back of your neck, knowing what was to come when, uh, when the cars pulled away at Silverstone that afternoon.
6: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
2: when we spoke to Amanda McLaren, the daughter of the legend Bruce McLaren, she knew
0: instantly where she was going. (laughs) Where would you go and what would you be doing?
3: Ooh, I'd go back to Monaco in 1962
0: when my dad won. Wow, you know what? That is the fastest answer we've ever had to that question. So many people go, "Mm, I'm not sure, I don't know, but that straight... I love that. You knew straight away. It's as if you knew I was going to ask that. That's brilliant.
1: (laughs) I I, I
3: didn't know, but the stories my mother tells of that race um, and and what happened sort of before and after, it would just be... But yeah, it it was just... I mean, Monaco is is glamorous. Back then, it was one huge party for, for the drivers, but especially the spouses. You know, dad and, and mum went to the palace, at a cocktail party with the rainiers, it was an amazing story around that. Um, but, yeah, just the people she met, and of course, dad winning there, I mean, how
0: amazing. So, yeah, that would be my pick. So, would you want to be stood with your mother, watching the race and talking with all these people, or would you, you know, the time machine's a very special machine, and for this personal you know, dream I would happily build a sidecar for your dad's car and let you go around with him for the victory. Now would you choose to be in the car with your dad or would you be stood with your mother?
3: Oh my goodness. I, I think I'd be terrified being in a sidecar. Um especially with how narrow is and there wouldn't be room. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I think um with with, with mum watching, um and her clutching my hand, and and, and drinking volumes of, of of wine or champagne, um, just to get us through the race. And then I think just you know being with her and dad when he got to get out of the cockpit, and and that that would be an incredible moment. I can't wait.
2: Next up, Fabian Volvend, a W Series driver, and Cal fails at the first stage
0: of the question. <laughs> Now, have you ever seen the film called Back to the Future? Mm, not no. sure,
1: but maybe it's just have a different title in so really. It's about, sure it's about
0: time sure. travel. And, okay. You know, they, they have a car and they go back in forwards in time or backwards in time, wherever they want to go. And this is basically what you're going to do now. <laughs> um, so, my question to you is if you could go to any era of motorsport, To do anything, so whether you wanted to be a driver, a commentator, just to watch a race or to be at an event, at any point in time, forwards or backwards, where would you go and why? Yeah,
1: that's a very good question. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, with Formula One, if you really watch like. The legend, like Senna, Lauda, Hunt area. um, That would be so amazing because it was just so much more and you could be so much more yourself. As a racing driver than you you can be now because now it's always you have to be politically correct you're like so media braved and you have to be like this athlete you have to be good looking because you have to do so much marketing and stuff so i think back in the day was a little bit easier because it was more about the talent apart more than like being like the whole package. Um, But yeah, it was also super dangerous. So I'm not sure if I wanted to do my Nurburgring crash with like that kind of car. So yeah, but I think it would be really good fun to to race like them.
0: I respect that, that's a good answer.
2: And finally, we end our favorite motorsport time machine journeys with F1 world champion, Wonderful human, Mario Andretti. <laughs> if you could go anywhere, any time in history in, in motorsport, where, where would you go and why?
3: Well, uh, where I've never been, <laughs> which would be, I just, uh, for some reason or I, I want to go to Singapore Grand Prix. I want to go, I've never been, I've been to a Bahrain, I want to go to Abu Dhabi. I don't know why, you know, it's just something that um, uh, it's, it's, where I've never been, so to speak. Um, So if you'll invite me to go there, I'll I'll, I'll meet you there.
2: We hope you've enjoyed this episode going through our favourite moments from the Motorsport Time Machine. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we've got the news from the nerds where we cover the latest breaking stories in F1 and Sundays, our race reviews.
5: Podcast Network.